from the gloomy, mostly Euclidean confines of Castle Gormagon, upon the lofty, wind-blasted heights of the Plateau of Lang, I am Confucius the Ecumenical Volgi, and this is Radio Gormagon. Greetings, listeners. We're back for another episode of Radio Gormagon. Uh, today we have in the house Dr. J. Hello. And the Mandarin. Hello. And Pewter. Oh, yeah. It's me here. Present. So, recently we were chatting, and uh, I believe it was on a Twitter thread, and the topic of snack food came up. Uh, and it was tossed around that that might be a good idea to kick off a podcast for. So the four of us are going to talk about snacks. So I don't know if anyone wants to, to lead in to a discussion, but maybe the first topic is sweet or salty. Well, and this is where I got confused. And, and, and not because of the sweet versus salty thing. That's a legit distinction. And that's something that, you know, that everybody makes the distinction. Because, you know, it's one of our, what, now five, six senses taste sweet salty bitter flour and umami <laughs> and tingly don't forget tingly tingly that's true burning Szechuan peppercorns these that's peppers, its own separate t- taste bud it's a ralph wiggum who said these berries taste like burning <laughs> then he tipped over and held his stomach and his mouth was covered with purple berries which is a crosby stills and nash reference too you know, hey, mister, can I have some of your purple berries? Yes, I've been eating them for six and se- six or seven weeks now. Haven't got sick once. From wooden chips, of course. That's my dramatic reading. But my, no, back to the original point. My original point was, I was confused because I was kind of like, okay, snacks. Like, are we talking like bagged snacks? Are we talking about, because then, you know, then you sort of get into like the distinction between a snack and an appetizer. You know, light apps, heavy apps. You know, so I was sort of confused there but I, I generally just as to this first question i would say salty i'm not much of a sweets guy but that, you know so that was my sort of way of saying yes okay of course salty but what the hell are we really talking about here we're talking about snacks see I, I it's funny you say that i like i like a salty snack but i like a sweet dessert i think anything sweet is more on the dessert side even like a piece of candy i don't consider that a snack per se it's more of a i was a treat i'm like i'm not a dog for god's sake but <laughs> But more of a, a dessert style, you know, edible as opposed to something that's a little salty. And again, most times you're having a snack, it's either standalone or with something else, whether it's a sandwich or some other, you know, entree you're eating. So I think the salty is probably more appropriate for snacks than sweet is. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're framing this as, you know, what is a snack, which I think you have to kind of, you know, drill down to answer the question properly. Um you know, I mean, you know, I guess you're right. Snacks tend to be between meal salty things. But, you know, when I think of like when I'm eating something between meals, it's usually between dinner and breakfast. And it's generally something sweet. So if I'm going sweet or salty, I probably would have to say sweet for me as well. But, uh, you know, I don't think of that as a snack. I'm like, I'm with Mandarin. It's pretty much dessert. And uh, yeah, but I have a sweet tooth. For sure. Yeah. I guess when I when I put out the question, I was thinking of foods that you eat, eat intra-meal. 
um, with no real specificity of time of day, which I think could totally skew it, kind of like Doc was saying of if it's normally post-dinner, I would probably lean towards a, a sweet one. But, um, but like my wife would prefer a sweet snack. So in the middle of the day, like in the afternoon, sometimes we have like a candy bowl out that might have like M&Ms in it. And she'll go grab a few M&Ms and chew on those. But I prefer salty. Like I'll go for, if there's a bag of chips or something around or a few crackers, I'd grab those over, over the M&Ms. See, but M&Ms are good, but I'm sort of back to Mandy's thing here where it's like, it's candy. It's, it's, I, I can see how it could be treated as a snack, but it, it, this is just me because, you know, it's the way I eat. And it's, I'm not going to eat like three M&Ms. If there's a bowl of M&Ms in front of me, they're going to be gone. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a bowl. I, so I like, yeah, exactly. So I, I have to like, like literally move them away from me and like remove myself from the temptation. I don't understand people who can have like, I'll just have three M's and they'll pick them out and they'll say, and you're going, what the hell? But no, I'm, potato chips are great. You know, I, I like that, but savory snacks too. So it's like a salty, savory sort of thing. And like, and can snacks be hot? So you've got questions here. Does it become an appetizer once you heat it? Well, here, here's the thing, too. Is what, what if I have a salted almond covered in chocolate? <laughs> See, no, those are good. See, I like salted caramel stuff. Yeah, and so let's clear the air here, first of all. Pewter doesn't eat appetizer. He, he eats hors d'oeuvres because he's fancy like that. Hors, hors d'oeuvres, please. Because <laughs> it's French. Yeah. Right, I mean... Look, I like peanut M&M's because you get a little bit of both. And uh, Mrs. Dr. J's chocolate chip cookies, um, she'll buy this bougie salt from Williams-Sonoma. And it's this very flaky um, fleur de sel salt from France. And, And she'll use that as the salt in her chocolate chip cookies. And when you're eating the chocolate chip cookies, you get this little hit of salt every so often. And people just love her chocolate chips. And, uh, it's the salt that really does it. And so there was a point where there was like a little shortage of the salt and we just like stockpiled it. So we didn't want to run out. So you, you just gave away Mrs. The Dr. J's secret cookie recipe to everybody out there in the, the greater kingdom of doctors, you know, so now, now you're in, you know, you're up the Creek with your wife. No, I gave away one ingredient. (laughs) Okay. And chocolate chips, flour, There's more to it than that. It's, you know, there, there are brands of other items and stuff, because if you use like the generic, generic butter, the cookies come out like thick as opposed to like normal thickness. But, you know, one other thing about snacks though, it's like workplace snacks. Generally our workplace snacks tend to be sweet. Like some patient will bring donuts to the, for the, for the, for the office. Like here, we brought you some donuts. Thank you for taking care of us and keeping us from dying. You know, or like one of the nurse practitioners has like the bowl of candy, you know, at her desk or whatever. So work workplace snacks tend to be sweet rather than salty, at least. So even then, some of the well, you're not in the endocrinology lab where you're dealing with the diabetics, are you? <laughs> oh no, they're the worst because you know, I mean, it's like you got this like little reed of a woman, you know seeing all the uh, diabetics and, you know, I mean, she'll be noshing on anything. So it's annoying, but no, yeah. I, yes. Office snacks. I'm trying to think we, we have them. Apparently I am told that there are office snacks, but I just don't, I don't eat 
snacks during the day much. Like if I'm home, I'll snack, but like when I'm out, it's just not, you know, again, if I'm going to snack, I mean, I might bring a clementine or in apple season, an apple, you know, and just have that sort of between meals or hard boiled eggs that's, are also that's a, a good snack. That is. In my opinion. <laughs> you know, it's interesting too. You talk about, you know, snacks what? and people, people's almost compulsion to eat. You know, I work, you know, there's a joke, you know, a technology company or, and or a librarian who can like go for free food faster. I mean, there are, you know, we get vendors that come in all the time. They'll bring in donuts and stuff like you said, and they'll leave them. And there's no less, or there's no more dangerous place to be between a donut box and some hungry tech workers trying to get to it. I mean, they Absolutely. will just devour it. And then my biggest pet peeve is you'll get the one guy, there's one donut left in a box. And he doesn't want to throw the box away with the garbage can. It's three feet over. He'll take all the, it'll take by 90% of the donut, leave 10% little chunk in the box. So he doesn't have to throw the box away. It drives me crazy. Um, I do that at home and Mrs. P hates me for it. It's like, she went and got the peanuts. That's not why she, she got, that's true. She hates me independently, but this is one of the many reasons that reminds her that she hates me that much is that I, she went and got like the, um, thing of peanuts today it was like in a dry roasted lightly salted peanuts i like them you know so i'll have a handful of peanuts for a snack it was another snack and there was like four peanuts and like all the dust in the bottom of the thing and she was like she just walked over to me and shook it like in my face and i was like i'll take care of that and get the new one for you <laughs> so so wait a minute you you can you won't eat three m&ms but yet you'll leave like three peanuts at the bottom of a peanut container. Well, for exactly the reason that Mandarin was talking about, it's because like you just have to throw the bowl away. Because <laughs> then you have to throw, then you have to throw the container away, right? Or recycle the container, rinse it and recycle it. And you know, it's been zero degrees at night up here, and I was like, I'm not going out in the garage. It's like you know, it, where are the people who do this for me? Where is Dad Ho? Where is Sleestack? Yeah, the and members of Clan J are equally pops. guilty. Uh, Mrs. Dr. J will go in the pantry and grab a box of something and see the empty box. But we'll leave the empty box. And, you know, it's just a matter of me and the little med student pointing fingers at each other. And, oh, you people and... are animals because I'm on the other side of this. <laughs> like, I blow my son up for, for doing this. He is, he is uh, notorious for doing this both in the refrigerator and in the... Uh, in the pantry yeah the the funny thing is i will get mad at the two lap the two lads laptop and tablet for doing exactly what i do and they're like but you i learned it from you dad it's like one of those 80s psas for drugs and i'm going god damn it i was like what the hell i was like why are all of my sins made manifest in my offspring all of my worst flaws, because that's the only thing you see in your children. You know, generally, it's like people come and tell you that your kids are wonderful outside the house. And you're like, thank God. Yeah, you, you just take a couple beats and you kind of like are thinking to yourself, you go, are they kidding? Because that can't be right. And then like, no, no, really. They're very polite. I was like, OK, thank you for telling me. But yeah, so it's kind of that sort of thing. But yeah, they, they do it because I do it. And Mrs. P hates it. So I find one of the worst things with snacks is you make the mistake of buying it in bulk. And what happens is, especially the, the mini Mandarin, oh, I really like this. This is really good. Well, I'm at Costco. I'll pick up a larger container of it. It's like, 
oh yeah, I liked it once. I'm not gonna eat it again. So now I've got like 45 pounds of you know whatever snack food, and it's like, well, we still be choking this down for the next three weeks, I guess. Yeah, we had a uh, drought of spicy nacho Doritos in Nashville for the last few weeks, and uh, yeah, little a little med student needs to put get some calories in. So we're like, you can eat whatever the heck you want, and so we couldn't find his favorite salty snack, and finally we. Fa- it, the shelves were repopulated with it and uh, I grabbed two bags of it and a very helpful other food shopper was there with me. She says, why don't you get the large bags? And I'm, I said, because they'll go stale. Like if one of those bags stays open long enough, even with a chip clip or whatever you do, you know, by the time you get to the end of one of these bulk size bags, it just goes stale. So I'd rather pay the premium of having regu- multiple regular size bags than be throwing half of it away anyway. See, if you lived up here, that's not a problem because it's so dry this time of year that nothing really goes stale. I think the relative humidity is like zero. So you're freeze drying it basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like you find all those desiccated corpses buried under glaciers. That's kind of what it is up here. So you could just leave them like out in the street because there's so much salt on the roads. They're white, you know, it's, so it's kind of like. They're astronaut yeah. Doritos. <laughs> astronaut <laughs> I prefer Tang. So that's another thing I blow up particularly again, three of three um, is he'll leave a bag of chips, like just open, like with the chip clip right next to it. And I'm like, that's going to go stale. And it used to really bug me. And I'm like, you know what? F it. Like if he's the one that's primarily eating it, then he gets enjoyed stale chips. I just wish he, I, my kid would pay attention when he's actually eating the chips. Cause he's so busy. either playing some video game while he's doing it online, doing something. You'll walk in that room and it's like, what am I stepping in? <laughs> It's like, why is the floor crunching? It's like, oh my God, get the vacuum cleaner, you know? Okay. Do you understand people who eat cereal for a snack? No. I'm married to people who eat cereal for a snack. My wife does it too. What? What? Yeah, my wife will do it. Mrs. Mrs. G had a bowl of cinnamon life for lunch the other day. No. What were you saying, Doc? Oh no, Mrs. Mrs. Doctor J will have a bowl of Cheerios, you know, before bed every so often. She's just like she'll just all of a sudden be hungry after an early dinner, and you know, she'll be like, "I'm hungry. I don't know what I want," you know. And then you know, we're trying to keep as much of the snacks out of the house as possible because um, I could actually eat less snacks rather than more snacks. And uh, you know, she's like, "I'll have a bowl of Cheerios," you know. So she'll fix herself a bowl of Cheerios, and you know, that's that. But does she eat them with milk? Because my of wife eats them out of the, my wife will just eat them out of the box. Oh, okay. But they're not the plain Cheerios. They're like the strawberry banana, where there's some flavored Cheerios. But yeah, she'll just eat them out of the box. Wait, 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 in college, there were college there were kids who would steal because they had those like massive because this was the '80s, right? You know, those those giant dispensers of cereal. So they would basically bring a duffel bag and fill a duffel bag with it you know they just like take all the captain crunch and then they eat the captain crunch for snacks and i'm going first of all that stuff tears the roof of your mouth up and i said second it's like why i scratched a diamond with the residue from a captain crunch once my one of my college roommates we because we went to loyola we were on, we lived up on the lakeshore campus but he was a business major so he'd have every day he'd have to take the l downtown to the downtown campus take his business classes so we'd all go to breakfast in the morning he'd grab a bowl fill it with cheerios not you know put any milk in it and take it with him out of the cafeteria stick it in his bag and go so by the end of the semester he had a stack of bowls that had to be as tall as i am 
Well, at the time they were talking about expanding Lakeshore Drive, and you can look up on a map if you want to figure it out. But we lived in the apartment building that literally our our windows, one window you looked at the beach, the other windows, the waves would actually crash into us. Basically, we were right on the lake. There was like a strip of concrete that separated us. So he had all these bowls, and he says, well, since we're going to put Lakeshore Drive, you know, expand it technically or theoretically, I'm going to help the landfill. And he basically took every one of those bowls, launched them out the window into the lake. <laughs> Needless to say, they never never um, rerouted Lakeshore Drive. So right now, some archaeologist years from now is going to be doing some excavation when the, when the lake dries up. I wonder why all these bowls are right there at the foot of the building. There must have been a very advanced society or bowl makers that lived right here. Bowl makers, yes. Aquatic society, like Atlantis. <laughs> so, okay, so so that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my favorite snack, I don't know. Well, before we go to that, I want to I wanna bring something up. You know, we talk about sweet or salty. It's almost like I, as I walked through, we were shopping yesterday, which we couldn't find oyster crackers. There's a shortage, apparently. No store in this, in this area has any. They have it's oysters? Like else. Oyster crackers and or just even saltines, you can't get them. It's weird. But anyway, um, it's almost like there's a biological or, or biochemical warfare going on in the chip aisle. Because the more I look, every time you go down the aisle, there's some more extreme chip. They basically you eat one of them and you're going to be blind for three days after you eat the stupid things. It's so hot. I don't see the appeal to that. I like spicy foods, but I've never gotten the allure of eating something that's so toxic that you're going to basically be choking on it as you're eating it. I don't know how you guys feel about those. The the takis. Those are tanks for some of the stuff we're seeing in the stores now. Like ghost pepper chips and stuff. Yeah. yeah and I'm kind of like... I like spicy. Spicy's good. Like, but it's got to be balanced, you know. And it's just, and the other thing is, like, you know, I have a tendency to, like, I'll eat hoi fong garlic chili, like, right out of the, out of the thing, like, you know, with a spoon, and I love it. But like, you pay for it. It's like, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're sweating. You're like, oh no, what did I eat? And then you're like, oh damn it, I did eat that. <laughs> yeah, we we see it every morning on Twitter. We we find out about that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Johnny Cash. It's the Johnny Cash snack of choice because you do end up with the ring of fire at the end of it. Yeah, but I have to admit, I I think you're totally right, Mandy, because um, I'm a big fan of the Blue Diamond like flavored almonds. The wasabi ones. Um, yeah. yeah, the wasabi soy are really good. The sriracha ones I like and the smokehouse I like. The other ones are okay. I've given a bunch a try. and And then they came out with their extreme line which is cayenne, ghost pepper, and Carolina Reaper, I think, is yeah. the, the top one. And and so what, I like the, the, the cayenne is good. It's got a nice burn to it, but it's it's manageable. Like Peter was saying, you can enjoy it. But I they were out once, and I'm like, well, okay, I'll try the next one up, which was, I can't remember whether it was the Reaper or the other one. Ghost pepper. I couldn't, I couldn't, fi- I couldn't finish it. Like it was, I ate a couple of them, and it was just, let's just throw spice at you so bad that your tongue's just on fire and you can't taste anything. And then you wind up throwing them out, which is you know a waste of and one money, and two, it's a waste of food. And I hate to do that. I mean, well, what you could do is you could make them into almond butter and not tell three of three that it's made with the Carolina <laughs> Reaper stuff, and then see what happens. That's evil. You're welcome. Yeah. Now the ghost pepper chips. All your harmlessly pervy evil needs. Yeah, the ghost pepper chips from uh, Trader Joe's are not that hot. Like they use ghost pepper to make them hot, but 
I mean, that's they're not anything at all incendiary. Um, and you're, but you're right. I mean, there's a point where something's so hot that it's not enjoyable. And you know, in Nashville, I mean, you know, we've got hot chicken, which is not a snack, but it's a meal. Um, you know, and you know, my son is like, well, how hot can you tolerate? And I, so I ordered like a, a Patty B's. I ordered like a damn hot chicken finger, and then I'll just get the hot because I enjoy the hot. And the damn hot, I could eat it, but I'm like, I'm not enjoying it. You know, it's yeah. it's and there's that threshold um, where it just start, something gets by, past a certain point, and then different people have different levels of heat tolerance. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends is uh, Thai, and that whole thing with Thai level hot, where you have to sign a waiver. You know, it's just like for him, he's like, that's nothing. That's that's what I'm used to. And so I think there are people that have different thresholds, um, but I can't see a mass market appeal to something that's you know, inedible for like 95% of the population. But there's, there's a whole genre of television shows on networks, you know, the cable networks that are, you know, streaming networks or whatever, or YouTube channels that are nothing but people like abusing them bodies with food, whether it's, I'm going to eat a burger that weighs, it's literally an entire cow made on a bun that came from the entire wheat production of North Dakota, you know, and it keeps Dr. J in business. Be yeah. careful. <laughs> keeps me busy. True. But, but it's just like, you're like, you know, you're going to rupture your stomach. It's like, what's his name? Joey barfs a lot who eats all the hot dogs every year or whatever the guy named, you know, at the, um, Coney Island, yeah. Hot yeah. It's like, you know, eat 76 hot dogs in an hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is. And you're going, it's just so excessive. And it's sort of like the food, which you're talking about with the pepper and the spice and all that stuff. It's like, it gets to a point where it's, it's just sort of objectively offensive. It's just too much. It's like. You speak of offensive. You know, it's funny. Every year you'll see, I think it's around this time, Lay's has their competition for the new flavors. And you'll see, like, here's, you know, Korean barbecue. Here's, you know, bratwurst and sauerkraut flavored potato chips. Here's this flavored potato chips. How much is the potato chip? If I want sauerkraut and bratwurst, guess what I'm going to make for dinner? I don't want that in a chip. I don't want, you know, some odd goofy thing. Let's just like I don't want. Oh, you, you're eating it? Oh, you, you, you disappoint me. <laughs> Dr. J's raising his hand. Oh, Yeah, so uh, uh, the so uh, little med student and I were food shopping about two or three weeks ago at Kroger. And so Kroger apparently also is embracing weird-ass flavored chips. And so we saw a prime rib and horseradish chip. And we're just like, drawn to it like a moth to flame and i'll be honest with you they were pretty dang good i mean they were smoky i mean basically it was smoky and horseradishy chips see that would be okay if they said smoky horseradish i could see because horseradish is a flavor that i could see on a chip like wasabi chips or something like that but you know beef it's like why didn't you just make jerky which is a snack (laughs) yeah well i mean they didn't have a beef taste per se it was that smokiness of a yeah. roasted meat, that smoke and the horseradish. And so, I mean, I wanted to at least defend Kroger on this one because, you know, their their current advertising campaign has got awful. But that, that chip, I was like, that was fun. So, yeah, I do like there are chip flavors that I do like. Like I was writing them down because those are probably my top favorite snacks. Like if I'm out at a there's a couple sandwich places I'll go to around. Uh, periodically from the office 
and one of them carries the uh, Deep River brand chips, and the Deep River Sweet Maui Onion Chip is like my go-to. I get drawn to it. And then the other one is the Dirty Kettle brand Sriracha and Honey Chip. Yeah, but that's not bad. That's that's taking some flavoring some some things and putting them together it's not trying to be yep. bratwurst and sauerkraut it's not trying to be Correct. a euro it's not trying to be something else yeah i'm not eating i'm not eating lay's thanksgiving yes meat, but chip everything that you just talked about there is something that would could be a dip do you know what i'm talking about it's like the maui onion or the mm-hmm. honey sriracha and even the horseradish but when or smoky horseradish i could see being an okay dip i might try that right you know but when you put beef on there i'm kind of like no, no prime rib. No. Since this gets back to the, the things that people are lazy, what I mean by that is, a couple we talked about this a while back. Think of it now. Even when you go to buy bourbon or whiskey, it's not just it's bourbon. It's it's honey flavored bourbon. It's it's cherry flavored bourbon because nobody knows how to mix a cocktail anymore. It's the same thing here. Nobody's got the time to either buy a separate dip or make a dip. They want the chip already infused. So it's just open the bag and eat it. It's a well, and that's something that's convenience. I get it. But again, I think you're seeing that kind of trend where people don't even know how to make a good dip anymore. You know, that's what it is. I mean, and I was amazed during the pandemic, like when because it hit New York City first, right? And they're still whining about it now. Admittedly, well, they has it gone away? Slapped. No, correct. And they they've gotten bitch slapped by it. And there's you know they're they're and God bless New York City. They've suffered a lot of stuff, right? But none of them can cook. None of them can cook. I mean, I, you know who can cook? The pe- poor people in the outer boroughs can cook. But nobody who lived in Manhattan can cook. They have these giant kitchens like the rich people, and they have staff that come in and cook for them. They don't cook. And like a lot of the people who live there who work for the investment banks were never home, right? And they had to go live in their 500-square-foot, you know, $12,000-a-month studio apartments, and, you know, they're trying to figure out how to cook on their, like, little tiny apartment-sized stove. And you know, so the New York Times, they have, the, like, the cooking section. And before the pandemic, it was always like, this is how you make cordon bleu chicken, you know, and this is how you make, you know, like, beef wellington, you know, and stuff like that. And then during the pandemic, they were actually like, here's how you actually fucking cook something. Here's how you boil water. <laughs> you know, and they had... Well, they had all these like well, people aren't going to their country homes anymore. I mean, originally those the cooking section in the New York Times is for people who go to their country home on the weekend. Yeah, so they'd either go and they know how to cook. They'd either go up the Hudson or they'd go out to the Hamptons, and their staffs would know how to cook. But but yeah, you know, and it's but it's it was just it was revealing to me that you have a segment of the population that has, and it's to Mandarin's point, no earthly idea what they're fuck they're doing in a kitchen. And I think all of us like to cook to a greater or lesser extent, or grill, you know, and it can manage their way around a kitchen. But I mean, there's just a whole group and a whole generation, apparently, of people that have just never learned to do it. You know, and I guess why would you when you get like, you know, I was watching, it was like two for six dollar Big Macs here. And I'm going, what? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just, again, it's sort of an obscene thing. I was like, why would you need two Big Macs? And I said, they're good. I mean, I could eat two Big Macs, but I'm kind of like, it's just... But I guess you don't have to cook anymore. But that's not really that's I'm yeah. off topic on the snacks. No, I mean I and I I, lo- I mean my kids love when I make Mongolian beef. They absolutely love Mongolian beef, and it's basically the PF Chang's Payway version of it, more or less. And you know, I made it the other like the other night. I think I spent like sixty dollars at the grocery, and I'm like, and my wife's like, 
Just go to Payway. Just just get like three orders from Payway and bring it home, okay? Because if the kids want Mongolian beef, it's cheaper if we just get it from the from there, you know. But, and but most things aren't. Most things are actually cheaper if you make them at home. Like if you're using meat now, yeah, it's really expensive. I mean, but you can like cut down on what you're eating, what how much meat and that sort of stuff. But it's generally much, much, much cheaper to cook at home. So, I don't, but it takes time. And even making bread is yeah. cheap. Yeah, true. Our former nanny uh, is now an OBGYN resident out in Oklahoma, and she's interviewing um, in Nashville for a couple of jobs. And she's staying with us this week. She and her husband are staying with us this weekend. And we were talking about, you know, during the pandemic, like people, you know, baking bread and all of that. And, you know, just, you know, actually the unit cost, it turns out, is so much cheaper to make it yourself. And it's incredibly easy, apparently. But, I mean, I'm not a baker. My wife is, so. Now, I don't have the, I can't follow instructions, so baking is not for me. It's like, you know, measurements to me are suggestions, and it's not that way with baking. You have to be precise and exact. So it's like, I just can't, I just gave up. So maybe back on, uh, maybe a little closer back on snacking. Are there snacks that you guys, so say that you're, I don't know, around the house or in the office, and there's some sort of food product laying about. Are there ones that you can't pass by or are there ones that you're like, yep, I don't need that and can walk on by? Well, I would say this. Any snack ball at the office, I walk around and buy. I, I, maybe I'm a germaphobe, but I will not stick my hand in a ball that other people have their hands in. I don't do salad bars. And I don't do buffets for the same reason. I, <laughs> call me call me psychotic, but I, it's just I don't care for it. But as far as snacks in general, I really – I like – the irony is I don't – I don't really care for popcorn, but I love like the okie doke popcorn. I kind of extruded cornmeal, <laughs> pseudo popcorn. I really enjoy that. And I think the other thing I really like, I do like tortilla chips, just plain tortilla chips. I can eat them with salsa, without salsa, with guac. I mean, I just like that, that corn flavor. I don't know why, but you know, those are things that I mean, I enjoy. I definitely would stop by and grab some if I'm the first one to the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, you guys mentioned donuts earlier. So people bring donuts in the office. I can walk right by them. But but if they bring bagels by the office, like particularly good bagels, that's like a Achilles heel for me. Yeah, I'm a sucker for either the donut or the bagel if yeah. someone brings yeah. them to work. I mean, if I'm sitting reading Echoes, you know, you're just sitting there reading Echoes. Snacking and reading Echoes is a perfect combination. So I can't, I'm the one who can't pass those by uh, for sure. But, uh, you know... As far as snacks go, like a, a, a nighttime snack, I mean, I'm a big sucker for ice cream. And I've come by it pretty honestly because my great uncle, he was an ice cream salesperson. So his job was to, when he worked for various ice cream companies, was to sell the ice cream to the supermarkets. So like, you know, he would extol the virtues of Dolly Madison ice cream or of Briar's ice cream and, you know, where it should be featured in the supermarket. We want you to carry this product of ours. It's a, you know, new flavor or whatever. So, you know, from him, he was just a very big, he was very pro ice cream. So it just kind of rubbed off on us. I love Cheetos. I like Utz cheese balls, like Utz cheese balls or Cheetos. I could just sit there and eat and eat and eat until I passed out. But it's potato chips are good, you know, but I don't need to have them. You know, and again, I sort of agree with Mandy, like about the officer in a bowl, and he's like, you people are animals, and I'm not touching anything you've touched, um, <clears throat> or eating anything you've touched. Um, 
But other than that, it's kind of like, you know, eh, corn chips are good. You know, they're up there on my list of stuff. But I don't like Doritos. And Fritos are Satan. They suck. <laughs> I, they they are like, they're like if, like, you know, somebody ran over a giant's foot with, like, a lawnmower and shredded his nasty rancid toenails. That's what they are. And they're like little sharp, jagged pieces of hell. And people in Texas and Deep South love them. And I'm going, what is wrong with you people? Is oh, it, they're you good just, for a chili pie. The chili pie, Frito, Frito pie. pie. Frito, but you're talking like literally walking around with a snack bag of Fritos full of chili yep. and Fritos. And I'm going, what is My wrong with you people? My wife loves a good people? Frito. I mean, it's kind of like, I, I get it. I mean, I understand. Yeah, but you know I, what? If you put the Fritos in the chili, just, they actually soften up. <laughs> in in the bag? In the bag. I was like, what's wrong with you people? Yes. Oh, you've been in a bag. Stop stop acting like you don't know what you're talking about. I'm in the bag every day. You're lucky I'm not in the bag now. The football's coming. I gotta I gotta go make queso in a little bit. So. I will tell you that Pewter mentioned the Us cheese balls. I don't know what that powdered cheese food salty powder is that they put on those whatever balls. But <laughs> that is that is some good shit right there. That is like the secret ingredient is crack. Now there's a story behind that orange powder. You know, it you know, after World War II there was all of this surplus cheese flavor that they had. And um you know, one of the guys from I guess, you know, Frito Frito Lay or whatever got the idea of adding it to these corn puffs that they couldn't sell because they had zero flavor. I mean, they're packing. They're you know, the stuff that we use for packing um that dissolves now. And uh, but it was like a corn version of it and so you know he was trying to get government like he had a relationship with the government during world war ii selling chips um fritos and um and potato chips as high calorie foodstuffs to the soldiers and this guy the, the government were like hey we have all this powder we don't know what the hell to do with and he had this you know in his food labs this corn puff he didn't know what the hell to do with so he's like yeah i'll buy all that stuff off you for like pennies on the dollar and then the cheeto was born see that was a good government slash industry mashup there but it wasn't the government that invented the damn cheeto no it's a private sector but they, yeah they took all that government cheese and made fortune off yep. it mm, government cheese government cheese cheese is a good snack you know what's interesting too is you, you think back when you were kids i remember it's a weird, weird flashback. You, get, you see certain foods in the store that you haven't seen in a while. You know, we've got a candy store they built downtown here in our, in our city or village here. And, and it's one of these throwback candy stores where they've got all the old candy. Remember, like, like penny candy, the old Swedish fish. They've got candy bars like the old Zag. I mean, they've got every kind of old candy bar you can think of. But getting back to that, you know, one of the things they used to have when we were kids, you used to get the, they called shoestrings. They were the... Um, you know, the, the potatoes, the like matchstick kind of almost potato chips, Lay's or Jay's made them around here. And my grandmother always remember kids, she had the can, there's that blue can of planters, cheese balls. Well, not too long ago, where my wife and I were going through Jewel, and there's a can of those cheese balls there. And she made the question, well, I remember kids, you know, we used to have these, my grandmother used to have these all the time. So, so we bought a can, opened it up, put one in my mouth, and I basically poured the can right in the garbage can. I was like, oh my God, these are horrible. <laughs> I, to be fair, they were probably from 30 years ago. You know, I hope not. But, I mean, it, it's it's funny how snack food quality has come a long way. 
and you're just so used now to a higher quality product. And again, as I, before I'm complaining about there's too much variety almost, you get spoiled by the fact that the quality has come up. And you know, the, the, the technology you know, that goes behind taking three basic ingredients, either corn, potato, or in some cases rice, and turning it into a, a savory or even a sweet snack food, I mean, it's it's a first world problem to be complaining that we have too much variety, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie job. Sanders. <laughs> My job for Christmas is the stockings, and that's what I've been doing for a dozen years. Is I find throwback candy, and like I even know places online to order, and they'll ship you boxes of this old candy, ribbon but candy. But yeah, yeah. It started like 10 years ago when I was doing this, and I found a place around here, uh, kind of the similar, a niche kind of candy store. And they carried, um, I, I don't know if you guys remember it, the fruit stripe gum. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Right? I was like, three chews, oh, I rem- and lost all flavor. I remember, exactly. I remember this. This was awesome. Like, it had like five different flavors and. Mm-hmm. Had the zebra with all the stripes, and they had the cool wrappers with the with the joke on it, and yeah, yeah, and and so I brought it home and I put it in the stockings, and the kids opened it up, and they're like, they put it in their mouth, and they go, "This gum kind of sucks," and I'm like, "What?" I put one in, two bites later, I'm like, "Oh, it tastes like cardboard." Yeah, it's 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 not what you remember, and I don't think the quality's changed. I don't think the recipes change at all. It's just that when you're a kid and that's all you've got, it's great. Remember? Do you remember dentine? I think everybody's grandmother had dentine in their purse, and that stuff was also ass. It was like chewing on an eraser. Like now, I'm kind of like, I thought it was great when I was a kid. I was like, this is the best stuff ever. Juicy fruit, juicy fruit. I'm not sure if that's held up at all. I just don't know. But I always liked juicy fruit. When we were kids. You used to get like the hubba bubba bubble gum. And you the grape. Oh, you eat that now. Now, I even just the smell of it's too sweet. I can't get near it. It's like, wow, that's really how we eat this stuff when we were kids. Do you remember pixie sticks? Oh, yeah. It's just like sugar in a tube. Yeah. It's just, it was just sugar. Yeah. It was just, yeah. And I was like, they would never let They're still around. Them. I don't think they even market them anymore, right? I they're just, still around. Yeah, they, they're still there. They're probably Pretty much. down south. Where not the cornbread. We do not. Or the, uh, the fun sticks, fun dip. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the uh, yeah, the dip'em, lickamade. Yeah, it had that white chalk, piece of chalk, because at least it was flavorless, whatever that was. Yeah, and dip it in. Yeah, it was actually chalk. <laughs> it was actually chalk. But I don't. So those were. All, I mean, but yeah, of snack foods. I mean, since it seems Doc's the one who likes the sweet one, but the worst snack food is Cracker Jack. Since we're on this sort of throwback stuff, nobody should ever eat Cracker Jacks. It's like molasses covered shit balls and like you know there's like one peanut in there and you always hope you get a tattoo and you always get some crappy little like ball game that you had to yeah, play and it was just the worst thing ever uh, I, I disagree rice cakes those are the worst that's not even a thing it's like how do you put I know they're real but it's kind of like people don't eat them do they people on people on diets eat them it's like styrofoam but, they, but they, God, just eat fucking fruit I mean just eat a, eat like a thing of collard greens or something you can eat like you know it's like god i mean if you if you're that desperate for crunch eat an apple i mean yeah. <laughs> do you guys eat pork rinds love them haven't had them in forever it's, yeah i'm not a big fan of that so speaking of trends that you're seeing go down i was in whole foods recently because i like their their fishmonger and uh went down this the snack aisle if you will the chip aisle that's the new 
low carb version of chips now is they're promoting pork rinds because it's high protein, low carb snack. High food. fat. Yeah. So funny story. So years ago, my company owned a loan. And in return, when they settled this loan up with the borrower, took controlling shares in a stock snack food distribution company in Puerto Rico. So we got like all these crazy ass snacks. Like they would just, they'd send us snacks. And among them were pork. You'd get like platanutres, which are like, you know, plantain chips basically, which are really good. Um, but also the pork rinds. So chicharrones. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, they have the regular puffy ones, but then they also have that like chicharrones. I think it's Estilo Bayamon because Bayamon's a town in Puerto Rico. And they're like hard, hard, like, like, you gotta snap them off. They're not like the puffy ones, and the, I love those. Those were really good because they were substantial. You know, you, you could sit there and eat pork rinds, and then you'd just be like greasy. But they're because good. Because it's a dog. No, they're good. Well, kind of, yeah. I think it's the skin part that they just left on, and I think when they throw it in the three hundred seventy-five degree oil to fry it, you know, when they puff up, you know, that part's on there a little bit of it. But I think the skin. They said, hell, people eat the skin, so that's what it pretty much is. Burns the hair off, singes the hair right off the pork. Yeah, so good. Yeah, my son likes beef jerky. I mean, he's really big on beef jerky, but you know, like I said, we're trying to get a ton of calories and a ton of protein into him and uh Pe- peanut butter. Oh yeah, that too. But uh but he's but he's been uh going to town on beef jerky as of late too. Great salty stuff. So 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 here's a question for Dr. J. And obviously, I mean, I'm sure fruit or and or, you know, something other, you know, healthy snack, but obviously, we all want to indulge once in a while. We all want to cheat. What's the from a, from a medical perspective, from a, from a you know, cardiac, cardiac perspective, what's the best indulgent snack you can have and really not, you know, basically put a revolver in your mouth kind of thing? Not too much of it, whatever it is, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you know, it's, you know, like nutritional science, I mean, there's a lot of fighting and a lot of trends and a lot of this and a lot of that, and it keeps changing. And we're beginning to get a new appreciation for the value of fat in diet. I mean, the whole, you know, 1970s, 1980s food pyramid, you know, was designed to fatten up cows. And so, you know, carbs were king at that point, And we got a whole bunch of fat people now because carbs were king. And, um, you know, we're beginning to get the beginnings of understanding of, you know, 18 carbon fats, 16 carbon fats. Um, you know, so honestly, I mean, it's really calories in, calories out, balance. Um, so you're probably, I mean, if you're all carbs, all sugar, all the time, that's bad. But, you know, anything anything in reasonable moderation, you know, is probably fine, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, and dietary cholesterol is extremely overrated. I mean, you have to eat like a Buddhist monk in order to really move the cholesterol needle um, dietarily. If you've got high cholesterol, it's your parents' fault and you need to be on a statin or something else. And that's like... I know that. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I mean... Not me. I'm. That's one thing I'm not on. Yeah. Now, triglycerides and um, good cholesterol, you know, I mean, that's a whole different thing. If you're born with high, good cholesterol, good for you. Um, you can raise it with exercise, but even if you don't raise your good cholesterol with exercise, exercise is still good for you independent of that, but it does lower your triglycerides and diet can lower your triglycerides, but you got to fix the cholesterol before you fix the triglycerides. Um, so, I mean, 
that's a very long-winded and someone will be playing crickets over this. Uh, but basically, you know, moderation, just, you know, don't, don't overeat is really the short answer that I tell people. My doctor said to me a while ago and he, when he at the time was looking at my cholesterol and he goes, your cholesterol is technically high. He said, but your good cholesterol is so high that it's skewing yeah. the result. So it's, he's, he was like, you have like the cholesterol, and he said this first right out of his mouth. You have like the cholesterol like of a teenage girl, and I said, "Is that good?" And he goes, "Yeah, because women generally have higher good cholesterol or something, and all this." He was telling me yeah. this, and I'm going, well, "How the hell did I get that?" And it's exactly what you said. And he said, "It's your mom yeah. or your dad or it's genetic." He's like, you, you, "There's no way your cholesterol should look like that, yeah. but it does, so it's genetic." Yeah, all we had originally was cholesterol, and it was a risk factor for heart attacks. Um, but what we found were we found these weirdos who had high cholesterol but weren't having heart attacks. And so that's how we figured out good cholesterol, bad cholesterol when we looked at like we fractionated it. So I don't even look at a patient's cholesterol anymore. I just look at the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, and the triglycerides and do it from there. You know, but um, yeah, I don't really look at like a total cholesterol value because it's not very helpful. I mean, Mrs. Dr. J is one of these people like you, Peter, where her good cholesterol is through the roof and her bad cholesterol is low. And she's like, but my total cholesterol is 210. And I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a math problem. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's just, and again, it's like my grandmother always said it and she lived to be almost 101 and you know, she just, and, but again, she was a child of the depression, but it was kind of like, she's just like everything in moderation. She'd have like two beers, you know, like once a week, twice a week, maybe, and the, you know she'd eat what she wanted, and it just but it was, she'd eat what she wanted, but just in moderation. And if you look at it, it's funny because Don, we got some of Donna's grandmother's china because nobody wants china anymore. Um, but the play settings, like you look at a dinner plate from like the 1930s, and it's so much smaller than a dinner plate today. It looks like a salad plate. And, you know, and you're looking at it and it's like, is that the bread plate? And they're like, no, that's the salad plate. This is the dinner plate. I said, that's the salad. I was like, okay, I thought it was a saucer, <laughs> you know, but it's like people ate less because there was less and they didn't have the variety. You know, they just died early because nobody knew about how to stop high blood pressure, or, you know, all that stuff. The medical advances, everybody's like, you know, Americans are starting to die again. And I was like, well, yeah, I said, first, we're all going to die. And I said, second everybody's living so long with these conditions that would have killed him at 40, you know, like even 30, 40 years ago, a lot of people would be dead now just, you know, at 50 years old because they had widow makers, you know, that they can treat now and that sort of stuff. But who knows? That's off the topic of snacks. So wait, so unless you like pickled, pickled deer heart. Nope. No, I tried it once and I was like, no, I'm, I do not like heart. It's tough and chewy. And pretty, pretty metallic tasting as far as meat goes. It's very iron forward. I like liver, and liver's very iron forward. I'm not going to eat a filter. I, I might as well take the filter off my Subaru and eat that. I mean, for God's sake. Oh, you also drive a Subaru. Oh, yes, it brings out my inner lesbian. I, I may know thoughts about it. That's true. I, well, I do like women, so I really don't hide from that. So I just, I just roll with it and I, you know, I have my hair, I'm bald. So I just tell everybody, I have, you know, alopecia and just roll with it. And tell them yeah. My nephew shit. has the same problem. Just a, Severe haircut. Subaru or bald? What? Severe haircut, sensible shoes, drives a Volvo. I mean, it drives a, drives a Subaru, not a Volvo. Sorry. There you, there you go. Well, we still got the most disappointing or worst snack. We haven't covered that I question. We, a rice cake. Oh, rice cake. Oh, well, I didn't do mine then. Okay. So 
mine's kind of a funny story. I was about three years old, and um, you know, I was going to summer camp with, uh, and my uh, my mom's friend, my aunt Betty, was uh, taking me and her daughter to the summer camp thing, day camp thing. And she says, "Okay, guys. Well, when you come back, we're gonna have a Bugs Bunny lollipops for you guys." And my friend Samantha was all excited about the Bugs Bunny lollipops, and I'm thinking about like this lollipop with like a bugs shaped like a Bugs Bunny head. It was gonna be about like huge, right? And, you know, because my imagination was pretty vivid. And when we get back from camp that that day, and we get in the car, you know, she hands me a carrot, and I'm looking at my bed. I'm like, "Where's the lollipop?" She's like, "I just gave it to you." She's like, she's like, "I'm like, it's a carrot." It's not a lollipop. It's a Bugs Bunny lollipop. I was like, it doesn't look like Bugs Bunny. And she's like, well, he eats them. I was like, we well, should have just told me we're getting a carrot. <laughs> you know? And that's why we don't visit her in a home anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And that's why we tied her wheelchair to cinder blocks and threw yeah. her off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, she's actually still alive at like 84 and looks like she's like That's because she's eating carrots. I mean, exactly. <laughs> It's a Bugs Bunny yes. lollipop. She just deluded herself that, that like, you, she needs to eat stuff that tastes like ass because, you know, and then she gives herself all these yeah. cute names for it, and now she's yeah. going to live forever. So, yeah, just I, I'd go back to Cracker Jack. I just think that's the most disappointing snack food in the face of the earth. But that's just my bitter, bitter child coming through. Yeah, but it's also burnt. I mean, there's a certain yeah. burnt quality with Cracker Jack that, like, the caramel's overcooked or whatever. It just, it doesn't, or the... It's molasses, and that's the issue. It's it's molasses, so it's got that like heavy sort of not chemical or metallic, but it's got a molasses. Well, if, I want, if I want candied popcorn, I'm going to get something like Garrett's or whatever the other one is that in Chicago. So yeah, well, see, the problem is you talk about Cracker Jack. That plant used to be right on Cicero Avenue here in Chicago, and you'd drive past it and you'd smell it. The Cicero Factory is right next to it too, but that's beside the point. <laughs> But but it's like it's like one of those things. It's like you know that's that's a snack that came up in the Great Depression or right after, and people are like it's so good, and you're like, no, it's actually ass. It's like it's it's immortalized in song. I get it, but baseball also is ass. Oh, no. Here we go. That's another pod. <laughs> that's the next podcast. I will die on that hill. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we can't talk about baseball being ass. So let's let's wrap so, up. So. Good topic. Uh, lively conversation. I will uh, put it together and get it out there for our dedicated listeners. So uh, for Gorty, I'm I'm out. Have a good night. Good night. Arrivederci. I'll just have three M's. Damn hot. <laughs>